Helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition, and mindset. This is the KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You are listening to The Power Hour with me, Natalie Lennon, here with you every Wednesday evening until 7 p.m. on KCLR, chatting through all things fitness, nutrition, mindset, and well-being with you. What a beautiful Wednesday evening, and doesn't it feel like a Friday with a long bank holiday? Just a reminder, the aim of The Power Hour every single week is to give you the tools to take control of your health inside and out. I want to give you the knowledge and thus the power to maximize the quality of your life. And of course, we want to have lots of fun while we do it. The world is getting crazier by the day, but I hope that this hour helps to bring some positivity into your week and lift your spirits ahead of the bank holiday weekend. If you want to get in touch with any questions or thoughts that you'd like to share, please, please do so on our dinnersready.ie text sign 083 306 9696. You can WhatsApp us here too, or reach out to me on my Instagram as some of you have been doing, which is at Natalie Lennon underscore. Coming up on this week's Power Hour. So it is our mindful special, everyone. We are talking all things mindset. We're going to do our usual QA. I'm answering one or two really good questions this week about goal setting in particular. I have an amazing interview about all things stress and overthinking. So if you find that you stress easily or you're quite an overthinker, you do not want to miss this one. Of course, we have our fitness funny story and our myth bust. And then I'm going to have a live interview talking all things mindfulness and gratitude and how important that can be in our day-to-day lives. And of course, your cheer challenge, your homework for the week. And I want to find out how you get on last week. But first, we're going to go to a quick ad break. The KCLOR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Have something you want answered? Just let us know. It's the Power Hour Q&A. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. You are listening to The Power Hour with me, Natalie Lennon. So we are doing our Q&A. Don't forget to get those questions into me if you have anything that you'd like me to answer. So our question for this week was, how do I stop my motivation dipping as the week goes on, even though I set a goal? Now, motivation and goal setting is something that we all definitely dip in and out of. You know yourself, we wake up on a Monday morning with all these goals that we want to try and hit for the week and we're so motivated, but then that does start to dwindle. So how can we stop that? So it's a really common occurrence and I'm sure a lot of you listening can relate. I definitely relate myself. And what you need to realize here is that your motivation may not be the problem at all. You may not be the problem at all, but your goals may be the problem. The way you set those goals perhaps are not realistic or doable. So I really want to take some time to dive into this question because I think it's so important. I think we all tend to set goals with too high a standard and start the week or the new year with all systems go. And then of course our motivation dips because we can't keep up with all the goals we've set. So instead of changing the goal or changing the goal end date, we give up altogether and we start next Monday or next month or next year. So 
change the goal or change the goal end date or change the number of goals. So here are my tips. Number one, make sure it's realistic. We often set such unrealistic goals for ourselves. They need to be doable and they need to be doable within a certain time frame. So for example, if your goal is to run a marathon, it's completely unrealistic to set this up for one month's time. But maybe if you give yourself a year, well, then it's definitely going to be doable. The second tip I'd have when it comes to keeping your motivation high and setting your goals would be to find a goal that brings you joy. Now, this might sound so simple, but it's really important. Most people focus solely on work goals or on aesthetic goals like weight loss, for example. But you need to set some goals that bring you just total joy at the same time. Of course, like our work related goals or our aesthetic related goals might not necessarily be full of joy all of the time, but set some ones that do. Maybe that's Oh, it could be writing a book. It could be doing something like an adventure race or renovating your garden or your spare room. Finding joy in at least 70% of your goals is really, really important. My third tip is don't underestimate completion time. And this is definitely my biggest downfall when it comes to scheduling my days or setting my goals or my to-do list. I think I'm going to get things done in such a short period of time and then it takes so much longer. And then I stress out even more because we burn the candle at both ends trying to take everything off the list. How often has a simple task taken you so much long- longer than you thought? Um, probably more times than you can count. Do let me know. Send us in a message if you have any stories where you can relate to our dinnersready.ie text line 083-306-9696. So definitely give yourself more time than you think when you're setting those goals. This one, this tip is so important and This has been really, it's something that's really opened up my mind to my kind of career goals over the last few years. When I learned to appreciate failure, it completely switched how I saw everything. No matter how hard you work, we all experience failure. It's a part of every single journey and every single goal that you set and try to achieve, you will experience failure. But as much as it's not fun at the time, see the lesson in there somewhere. Don't see that as being a complete cul-de-sac see the lesson go back to the drawing board now with more awareness than before and set the goal again and then my last piece of advice when it comes to keeping your motivation high when you set those goals is look at your progress more often we can get so caught up in reaching the top of the hill that we forget to look back uh, when we're halfway there and appreciate the view from that point how often do you go for a hike or walk and you keep your head down looking at the ground because you don't want to trip over and you forget to think about how far you've gone on your hike or your walk to appreciate that much so set sub goals and make a big deal out of celebrating every little success celebrate your victories no matter how small or how big far more often I'm a big believer in that okay um, I also wanted to remind you guys that this Friday the 18th is World Sleep Day. So obviously we have our long bank holiday. We have St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. I hope you all have plenty of plans made or I hope you're scheduling in some downtime either. But just a reminder that last week we had Tom Coleman, sleep coach on the show. It is World Sleep Day this Friday. And if you want to catch up on the interview with him, you can do so on Spotify or check out his website, tomcoleman.ie. Now we are going to go to one of my favourite upbeat songs ahead of the bank holiday weekend. And that is... Good as hell by Lizzo. I do my hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hair toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Ooh, child, tired of the foolish. Gone, dust your shoulders off. Keep 
with Natalie Lennon. Okay, we are back and I'm thrilled to be joined by Mark Fennell, personal and business development coach. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm very well and thanks very much for having me. I'm delighted to have you on board. So we haven't spoken about the element of kind of our mental health, mindfulness, stress, overthinking, and that's so important when it comes to your overall well-being. So today with you, I want to dive into stress and overthinking. So I'm gonna go straight into our first question. Is that okay with you? Absolutely, I think they're two big topics that we can all relate to, so it makes a lot of sense. We could talk about this for hours, so <laughs> we'll see how we go. But to start off with stress, so mm. what is stress? Well, stress is our body's reaction to something that we are, should we say, reacting to in a way where we're getting ready. It's like a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. So it could be something like, oh, I have to get this ready on time or I'm rushing late for my job or uh, someone who was mentoring me didn't call me. So there's a, a trigger that initiates this stressful response. So it's our basically our fight or flight. Our body, our mind is getting ready to suit up, to call us into action because something needs our full attention. That's really what stress is. And that fight or flight response, how does that show as a symptom? How does it actually affect the body? So fight or flight basically, it all starts with a thought. It's how we perceive an event or a situation. We perceive it as, oh, I need to get ready for this. Oh my goodness, what's happening? And so what happens is it releases uh, stress hormones. Adrenaline kicks off in our body to speed up the heart rate, yeah. to send the blood to the organs and so forth in our body. Because stress is almost like, oh, there's a tiger. Uh, oh, you know, I'm late for my job. You know, so stress can react for many different things, but the body's reaction is basically it speeding up to prepare itself because our thoughts are telling us there's alarm bells. Yeah, yeah. And I often say to some of my clients, physical stress and emotional stress, mm. your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. So if you're stressed because you are doing a really tough run, that's stress on your body, but you actually enjoy running or you're running from a bear who's coming after you. 
it's the same stress to your body. Yeah. Even though your mind might prefer one, your body doesn't yeah. actually know the difference. So when it comes to stress, there's obviously good and bad stress from that perspective mentally. Uh, but physiologically, it's all the same. When um, Would you agree with me saying that? Yeah, I mean, very much. I think the differentiation is stress can be good for us because yeah. we need it at times. Yeah. Um, but it also can be bad for us. And it can also turn into what's called anxiety, as we're all familiar mm. with. So anxiety is like bad stress for prolonged periods of time, even when the stressor is not there anymore. Yeah. So the event has passed or subsided. But like you mentioned, a very good point, it can be just in our head. It yeah. can be not actually tangible or a reality. It can be in our head. And it sometimes will crop up like a what if, a what if this happens or what if that happens. And that in itself can create stress. Where it becomes bad for us is where it's over a prolonged period of time and it starts to affect our bodies. Where you'd say like rather than being acute periods of stress, mm. it's now chronic stress. Chronic stress. Yeah, and you have obviously, there's a lot of people I'm sure listening that will agree in saying, oh, I'm always stressed out. I'm always stressing about the smallest of things. Mm. Why are some people always stressed? You see, it's all down to our perception. Or as I'll always say it's all down to our, as I say on Instagram a lot, our mindset is everything. And it's how we tune ourselves into reacting mm -hmm. and perceiving things. So our perception and our perspective on things is massive. What happens us for a lot of us is we get in a habit. And being in a constant state of stress actually can be out of a habit. And it's a thinking pattern, a negative thinking pattern. We actually call them automatic negative thinking patterns. Okay. We go into an automatic negative spiral every time someone doesn't ring us back or we send a message and they didn't react did we did i say something wrong we go into overthinking and stress comes like that stress comes when something we value is threatened and if we always think of it that way when something we value is threatened that's when negative stress comes in however on the flip side just being busy all the time is a form of stress there's nothing being threatened we're just in a state of go 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 and our nervous system is never getting to switch off. Mm -hmm. So that too is, it's like when people overtrain. It's a prolonged period of stress. Not that there's any one thing stressing me, it's just I'm in a stressful state because the body's trying to keep up with the demands we're putting on it. But whatever way you cut it, the same answers or solutions are there. Bringing a balance to your life. Getting a balance as far as, you know, work life, social life, but also down to rest life. And we all talk about getting out of our comfort zones, but it's also just as important to get back into a comfort zone and have a chill out one day because your body is not designed to be switched on all the time. Yeah. Nothing is. Yeah. So it's getting that balance, whether it's acute, prolonged or whatever it might be, but bringing balance to your life. A lot of people I work with suffer with really bad anxiety where it's just become an anxious mind over a long period of time. And it does manifest in, in the body. You know, you, people with headaches, migraines, tension their, in their neck or their shoulders, uh, back pain, um, IBS, stomach issues, nausea, there's sweaty palms. There's loads of ways it manifests in the body. The thing is, try not worry about that so much, but I'm also saying, well, look, these are my body giving me signs, yeah. red flags. So don't do nothing, do something. And maybe you're thinking, but I just don't have enough time and I have too much to do. Well, have a look and say, what can I change, even if it just makes life 1% better? What little change can I do? And stick to it, because we can all get busy very easily and very quickly. And we don't value rest enough, but rest is productive. Because when we rest, we heal. Our body, you know, replenishes, you know, and when we rest like that, we then come back fighting fit for what the next day has for us. So rest is a remedy and rest is productive. It doesn't feel like you're doing much when you're chilling out, but you actually are looking after your mind, body and soul. Absolutely. So rest is so essential and something that we don't talk about enough. We're all talking about the hustle, but yeah, we don't talk about rest enough. 
what has become like a problem in social media and just this generation is that the hustle has become trendy and rest has become something that's not attractive anymore. It's all about the hustle and it's all about showing your hustle on social media or when you catch up with your friends, it's about filling them in on everything that you're doing. And you're nearly afraid to say that, no, I'm resting or I'm doing nothing tonight because that is just the most powerful sentence saying rest is productive. And if anyone is going to take home a message from this week's show, it is that rest is productive and don't be afraid to take it. When it comes to, I suppose, reducing stress levels, what are your number one tips to reduce stress? Yeah, great question because it's very much, and although anxiety is different, it's very similar. Um, there was what you yeah. can do, the remedies, so to speak. And I always say it's each to their own. What works for one person might not work for another, but there are a few common things that work for pretty much everybody. Um, giving yourself the space in your schedule to literally just be. Um, and that is going for that walk. And it's not even listening to a podcast. It's just going for the walk and doing nothing. That's space. So rest, like I mentioned, is absolutely paramount um, because that feeds into everything else. I will say diet is a major factor. When we get stressed, we reach for, well, emotional eating tends to go with it, right? Yeah. Or we're feeling like rushed. We tend to not have time to prep meals. So we end up eating bad. So, But diet, as we all know, affects our, our bodies. For example, mm-hmm. sugar and bread will affect um, our cholesterol levels. But if we're stressed, stress is proven to raise bad cholesterol in the body. So stress obviously it's not a nice sensation but it's bad for us and our blood count will reflect that fact so give ourselves a little bit maybe we can't deal with the stressor but you can look after yourself by maybe a little bit of a healthier lifestyle and food choices caffeine reduction absolutely absolutely and when we're stressed we tend to go for more caffeine this is the problem it's the most counterproductive thing we could do it's catch 22 so it's looking at the thing i always say there's a lot of things we cannot control i cannot control what the boss might say i cannot control what the economy may do or what the news might tell me at nine o'clock it's like covid cannot control it but I, I always encourage people, look at what you can control. Give yourself a chance. Control, what, are you, what can you control that will actually make life that little bit easier? And as I always say, like I said earlier on, even just 1% improvement is better than doing nothing. Yeah. So don't overwhelm yourself trying to change your whole life. So look, look at the rest. Look at the what you're eating. But also look at uh, exercise. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer. I got into the gym. Not that I'm a gym junkie, but I got into the gym for my mental health. It wasn't yeah. just my physical but what happens is then you start, it triggers off in you something that creates a self-awareness, you know, and you so you know what, if I eat that pizza, I might not train as good the next day or whatever the case might be. And you yeah. start to put two and two together. So exercise is not just going to get stress out of the body. It's not going to get rid of the, rid of, just get rid of tension, but it'll also start to get you into a better mindset, a yeah. better frame of mind. I think, so I agree with you 100%, but I come from a different um, side of, of fitness and my journey with fitness and how I treated it for my stress. So I think when we say that we should be using exercise as a form of stress release, or not that we should be, but that it's one form. Movement. Movement. It's being intuitive with that movement and making sure you're choosing the right kind. That could be a really sweaty hit session in the gym or just a walk because exercise is also a stress. And my history, just to remind uh, some of the listeners, was overdoing it with exercise and stressing my body out more because I used it to blank out the stress and it just became this endless toll on my nervous system until I was burnt out. So finding the right type of exercise is going to be really I important. can't agree more. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. couldn't agree more. And when I say exercise, <laughs> it, it's it's that walk. You know, it's, 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 it, it's the simplest of things. So it's not that we're doing it to bulk up or anything like that. It's simply we're just getting out to move more. Because when you're sitting at a desk all day 
and you're going through the, no the normal stresses of a job, that stress builds up in the body like tension. Yeah. It needs to be released, yeah, you know, absolutely. and whatever works for you, it's not about necessarily intensity, it's more about frequency yeah. and not going over the top. But we can't go all in on exercise and neglect the rest. That's why I say yeah. balance is key. And if you are struggling, a trainer will help you get the right balance and not overdo it. Absolutely. So we're talking exercise, we're talking diet, and we've spoken about that on the show before, about how important it is to choose kind of good mood foods mm. and look after your gut health. And like you said, finding the time in your schedule, just to jump back on that, because scheduling, mm. we spoke about this on Instagram together. We did, yeah. Scheduling is so important and scheduling that downtime, like putting in the slot, not putting it on the to-do list, but just to, I suppose, hammer that point home to the listeners. You've got to schedule in that downtime yeah. rather than saying, oh, I might do it. This is the thing. We, we have a lot of, we all tend to have to-do lists, yeah. but they never get done and statistics show that. But when you say, right, I have this job to do, where in my calendar can I put it so it gets done? And then you stick to that, that self-discipline. That's the difference between a, a to-do list and a job getting done is yes. schedule it schedule at a certain time moving on quickly to overthinking because yeah. I just want to ask you a little bit more about that when I mean I'm an overthinker I know this and I've really worked on like you said you have to control the controllables and I've realized that controllable for me is my reactions mm. it's working on my mind yeah. and how I react to these situations to stop myself overthinking yeah. how do we stop overthinking well life is 10% of what happens is but 90% of how we react to it Brilliant. and I think a, a big shall I say I'm gonna call it a tip I always tell people when you're finding yourself getting into a, an over analytical place and we can have what's called analysis paralysis. We can overanalyze something so much so we end up doing nothing. We end up being paralyzed by it. It's like all oh, these things can go wrong. Oh, I'm going to a party or I'm going to do a presentation. All these things can go wrong and you end up not going and not showing up because you just get paralyzed, overwhelmed. I always say to you when you're in that place or even before you get to that stage, fact or fiction. Is what you're thinking fact or is it fiction? As in, are you make, is it a what if that you're creating? Mm -hmm. Are you defaulting to the negative mindset, the inner critic saying, oh, you can't, you won't, you're not enough, or you haven't got what it takes. Ask yourself, is it fact or fiction? And go, well, I'm booked in to do this presentation or I'm, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've loads to do with the kids and I'm getting all stressed and overwhelmed and I'm overthinking, am I a good mother? Well, hang on a minute, fact or fiction? Who says you're not a good mother? Who says you are a good mother? Ir irrespective of that, you just show up. The main question you want to ask is sometimes reframing the question. Yes. Am I giving it my best? Yes. Are people better? Of course they are. Are people worse? Of course they are. But am I giving my best? That's all you need to worry about. The rest of stuff is generally fiction in our head. So fact or fiction. Another tool I always say is, is, is journaling. Getting out of your head what maybe you're overthinking and put it onto paper. The reason I say that is because cognitively when we do that with our brain, when we put pen to paper, the part of our brain that lights up is like the fault finding part of our brain. And we can actually assess a problem much easier when we write it down and go, I feel like X because of Y and Z could be a solution. Would you say typing has the same effect or pen to paper is the way to do it? It's interesting because a study was done asking that same question. Away, okay. And um, they did say that pen to paper because it slows us down and makes us more mindful because texting was, speed text I suppose, was just Brilliant. quicker. Yeah. So we tend to sit with our thoughts a little bit longer when we're handwriting. I love that. Um, and it's like that we identify with it because it's us writing it down. But what I will say is writing down is almost as good as another little point I would say, talk to someone. You know when you talk to oh, someone? Of course. They don't give you any solutions, but you feel lighter. The problem shared is the problem half. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So, but pen to paper gives us the same resolve. So talking to someone, absolutely. Someone you can trust, obviously. Getting it out of your head. Because sometimes when we hear our own words, we go, you know, is it really that yeah. bad? Um, and then, so 
journaling, talking to someone, um, fact or fiction. But one other one I would also say is, yeah. will this matter in five years' time? I was waiting for that one. That's my favorite one. Yeah. yeah. Will it actually matter? And you know what? If the friend doesn't text you back, or you know the house is in a mess because the kids have wrecked it, will it actually matter in five years' time? Probably not. You know, I shared one thing, and it was on my Instagram, and it was a swing, and the grass below the swing had worn away. You know, from the kids mm-hmm. being on the swing. And I, I shared it in a group and I said, you know, the perfectionist would say, oh, look at the grass all worn out. But I said, the perfectionist in 20 years time will realize that that was actually perfect because in 20 years time, the kids will have moved out and the grass will have filled in and what they didn't realize is they had perfect all along. So sometimes it is, isn't it? I just say so. So I think sometimes we, we try and push for perfect and we overthink to try and achieve perfect, but it's really just, it doesn't exist, can't exist. And even when you think you've got there, it moves on again. The, so what you're doing is you've got to just say am I doing my best because your best is all you can do and keeping balance is mm-hmm, key mm-hmm. Mark I could talk about this for hours with you so but I'm afraid I'm going to have to wrap it up there I think our listeners would have found this so useful if they want to find out more from you where is the yeah. best place that they can search you up uh, well two places uh, Instagram mark, at markfennel.ie or my website which is markfennel.ie markfennel.ie or on Instagram and there's an hour long chat between the two of us on your Instagram that's as right. well that's <laughs> right that's there for anyone to enjoy Mark thank you so much we'll chat to you soon and thank you the KCLOR Power Hour with Nathalie Lennon Hello everybody and welcome back to the Power Hour with me Nathalie Lennon so our fitness funny of the week are you ready for this one In a yoga class I attended, I had a wonderfully awkward moment with a student beside me. We were cramped like sardines, and while laying on our backs for sitting poses, we kept touching each other's hands and pulling away from each other over and over again. That has happened to me so much in classes, and it does feel very awkward. But after around the 10th time that happened, (laughs) they just decided to hold hands for a moment to break the tension and laughed. I got so much enjoyment out of this story. Imagine being in a class not speaking to the person and deciding, do you know what? We're just going to hold hands at this stage. So the awkwardness, um, this listener said, the awkwardness turned into connection and giddiness. And they actually got chatting after the class. And now they've made a new friend who they catch up with each week. I absolutely love that one. Get your fitness funny stories into us, guys, for next week if you have one on our dinnysready.ie text sign 083-306-9696. Now it is time to bust some myths. Clearing up those misconceptions, the Power Hour One Minute Myth Bust. Given that we've just been speaking all about stress with Mark Fennell, the myth here is stress causes grey hair. The fact is that grey hair has other causes than stress. It has long been a myth that grey hair is caused by high stress levels. I believe this for quite some time up until recently, but it's actually not supported by any research. Hair does not turn grey on its own. It's a pigment responsible for hair colour that's produced less as we age. That's why we start to go grey. But some other factors that can cause your hair to go grey sooner than maybe you would like it to would be perhaps a vitamin deficiency or alopecia low bone mass, cigarette smoking, just to name a few. So according to the evidence, stress is not a factor at all in developing grey hair. There you go, your myth busted for this week. Now, given that we've spoken all about, um, I suppose, the importance of being so mindful when it comes to trying to prevent overthinking, lower your stress, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by mindfulness coach, 
and also the owner and creator of MoMe, meaning a moment for me, which offers products to help you be more mindful and practice gratitude. We have Neve Brown on the line with us today. Neve, how are you? Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm Thank great. I'm that. thrilled to have you on the line uh, here today. So, come here. I'm going to dive straight into it. Neve, how did you get into mindfulness? Well, Natalie, I woke up one morning um, in uh, 2014, which got seems weird in saying eight years ago at this stage um, and I had this ringing sensation in my it felt like in my head um, it felt like I just left a concert you know your ears ringing or a nightclub and you have that ringing sensation and went to it was a Saturday morning I went to Shandock and was told oh you have vertigo and you have this thing called tinnitus or tinnitus yes um, take these tablets and you'll be fine in six weeks uh, so after six weeks the vertigo went away but unfortunately the ringing sound didn't I subsequently discovered that I was deaf in my left ear the left ear it's actually tinnitus is in our heads it's in the head when it happens mm-hmm. but it's sounds like it's in your ear so it's in my left ear and that's where I'm also deaf in that ear so when if you suffer with tinnitus and you also have hearing loss sudden hearing loss which they both came on at the same time um the rings can sound louder okay so that's what happened to me and that then I went to consultants the following year and a half, all around the country, basically, looking for answers, trying to find what caused it, um, because I was being told different things. Um, there's no definitive answer as to why it starts. It can be connected to stress, which I know you just said yeah. there with Mark, and we spoke about it. it was great to hear, great to hear it. Um, it can be connected to stress. It could be a, a, just an inner ear infection. Um, I was involved in a couple of car accidents Three years prior, one consultant said to me it could have been connected to that because I have two steel rods, uh, titanium rods, fused to my spine from scoliosis from childhood. Oh, my gosh. And I was, so one consultant thought that there might have been a connection with the car crashes and my rods and how I reacted, you know, how my back, I suppose, reacted. Okay, so there was a lot of stress. A lot of stress has gone on for you and you needed something, I suppose, in your life to help you deal with all of this. Well, what happened was the, the last consultant I went to actually referred me to um, Deaf Hear in Limerick um, for support um, with the with the hearing loss. Okay. And they're now called Chime, and um, they're nationwide. And um, they, the lady there who was my support, Kathleen Gaffey, she recommended that I explore mindfulness to help me deal with the tinnitus. Wow. And I really didn't understand at the time the connection. Back then, you know, uh, you know, I'm talking about probably 2016 at that stage. Mindfulness wasn't the buzz buzzword no. that it is now. You know, I was very unfamiliar with it, but I did know. I I knew a, um, a friend actually in Limerick, a lady called Donna Curtin, who was teaching mindfulness, and I, I contacted her and said, "I'm going to enroll in your next course," and that's really then how my journey with mindfulness began. Absolutely amazing, God! It's it's been quite a journey for you, but I guess. For- you really had no choice but to get into it because it was nearly recommended um, as the last resort because often we speak about how important mindfulness is and how we should all be doing it as like a daily practice but for most of us we kind of don't bother because it's not like a necessity but for you it became that Um, so would you mind maybe explaining in your own words Neve, what does being mindful mean for the listeners? Well, it's being present, as John kabat himself says, who John kabat is the man, I suppose, who brought it to the Western world. Um, it's been around for, like, 
forever, but and we're naturally mindful. But the 21st century has taught us not not to be mindful. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, as you spoke about there, we're caught up all the time in future thinking and past rehashing and not being present. Absolutely. Um, so mindfulness is, is to quote him, really, because, I mean, his, I suppose he sums it up so well. It's paying attention on purpose in the present moment without judgment. And I think that the without judgment is key because... Wow. We can beat ourselves up. Are we doing this right? Are we doing it wrong? In what way is it supposed to? Yeah, ways? and Are God, I always do that. So paying attention yeah. in the present moment without yeah. judgment. So and, if and perfect, so we're we're aware that we're being present. So it's just it's really present. If I was to sum it up, in, in I would say it's present moment awareness. It's what am I doing now? I mean, we're we go around all day every day, um, busy in our lives. Yeah, usually thinking ahead are usually thinking about, oh, what did I do? We're or never in the present. In the past. Yeah, so when we, when we stay present, and that's how it helped me so much, is because I was searching all the time for answers with the, with the tinnitus and getting caught up with that. And yeah. I suppose I learned so much about how I was disconnected. You know, I was, I was in my head thinking. Absolutely. Like that I wasn't in my body a lot of the time. I wasn't, uh, I mean, it's helped me so much in, in ways of my life. And even just like sitting at my desk at work, say, for somebody who has two steel rods in, in, in my back, I used to spend a lot of time going to physio um, because I would be sitting, I just wasn't aware of my posture. Yes, so yeah. the more I trained my mind into being present, the more I was able to so, um, adjust myself. Zoning, my in, zoning in on that then, Neve. the more you trained your mind yeah. to be present. So you obviously yeah. practice mindfulness. For someone, because yeah. I relate to you there, it's not until you actually try and practice what is mindfulness that you can understand what it is to actually be present in the current moment with no judgment on purpose. How okay. does one exactly get into this mindfulness practice? Well, being in our bodies is the first thing because what's ever happening in our bodies now is, pre- is present. I mean, it's what's going on. If you can feel a tingling or a pulsing in your body, if you can connect with your breath, in the, either to the nostrils, the chest area or the belly, that's present. It's happening now. Yeah. What's going on in your body is happening now. Usually what's going on in our mind isn't happening now. So the more we can kind of connect the two, the mind-body connection, and the more, more we can you know, train our minds to be in our bodies, like just as I sat down to talk to you this evening, I could feel myself getting a little bit old and going on live radio. Yeah. <laughs> just by a simple technique of just putting my feet, just grounding my feet, just feeling my feet on the floor, centered. Yeah. And it brought me into, like, you're here now, you know, you're... So, you're, you're Neve, I, I absolutely love that. And you, you described it so wonderfully. Come here, we are getting tight on time. So I'm going to go straight to asking you, mow me, your business, which means a moment for me. That will help people look into kind of different options there to, to also be more mindful or practice gratitude. Do you want to just let us know where people can find out more about mow me and yourself? I would, of course. And just to say, well, Natalie, I know yes. we're tight on time, but I, I did, I, I, Momi was a project. It was never meant to be a business. It was something I devised these little cards, which are daily reminders, little flashcards for growing up, as you know, you have them. And, and you so nice shared them many times. Um, and they were just visual cues for me, myself, when I finished the mindfulness course yep. because I was so energized about it and I, yeah, I and wanted they, to remember. They practice. are amazing. I do have them myself. Thank so if, if the listeners want Thank to get on and have a look at them and everything else they yeah. offer, where can they do so exactly. nice? My website is momi.ie, so M-O-M-E dot I-E. M-O-M-E dot I-E. And, and I can... And 
Instagram I can, as well. Yes, what's your Instagram handle? That's at... Yes, it's at M-O, it's M-O underscore M-E dot Brilliant. And I honestly can't recommend your products enough to anyone who does want to be more mindful. I have your calendar. I have your flashcards. They help me every single morning. Neve, sorry to be rushing here on time, but we'll hopefully have you back soon. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. Talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Helping you take control of your fitness, nutrition and mindset. The KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon. Well, we are coming to the end of another week here on the Para Hour. And before we go, I want to give you your cheer challenge for the week. One activity that you can try this week to improve your mood, bring you into the present. And this week, it is ground yourself. And by ground yourself, I mean, if you can take off your shoes and your socks, hear me out, go outside, stand on the grass and take a deep breath, actually grounding with the earth. I know it sounds a bit crazy, but I promise you, you're going to feel so much more calm and present as a result. Guys, it has been a pleasure here with you on the Power Hour this week. As always, I hope you all have an absolutely amazing bank holiday weekend. It really feels like a Friday. I've got that Friday feeling now. I'm heading away on a little staycation myself. I hope to have you back with me next week here at 6pm on KCLR. Have a fabulous evening. I'll talk to you very soon. The KCLR Power Hour with Natalie Lennon.